This is a Hoff Studios podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Mom Curious Podcast. My name is Daniela Rabani. I am your host, and I am joined by Jamie Graber. By um, you may know her from her um, business coaching and life coaching brand, Organically Jamie. I was put in touch with Jamie through Danielle Faye Stern. Hi, Danielle. Thank you. Famous. Famous. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's a, a client and a, a friend of mine. And um, she just was like, Jamie has the craziest manifestation story she always has the craziest manifestation stories because that's kind of your thing, yeah, right? Yeah. But around your son. Yes. That's and, an intense story. Got it. <laughs> and so, you know, we explore a bunch of things here, but mostly the paradigm of mother, you know, as we knew it, I think was a whole propaganda scheme, you know, like there's only one way. And here we are two years into this podcast and so many women have so many different ways of bringing life into this world, Mm -hmm. rearing life, uh, and not choosing not to. Mm -hmm. I mean, the options are truly endless. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, I don't know the details of your story, but I I would love to... It's a long one. Yeah. (laughs) I'll make, I can make it quick. so my husband and I have been together. We both were in the restaurant industry. And so I never wanted kids. He didn't want kids. He's nine years younger than me. And we were both like, hey, it's not going to happen. Like, we don't want it. Not for us. Wow. And then um, as I started getting, I left my restaurant. I closed my restaurant. It was like a raw vegan restaurant. And it was a lot for me. But like one of the things I loved was really taking care of my staff. And like literally they still all tell me like I'm the best mama they ever had. Mm-hmm. And I used to joke that Ginger Snaps was my baby. And then when I let go of Ginger Snaps and I started doing my coaching full time and getting much more into my meditation practice and much clearer, I think a big part of what I teach with meditation is that we need to consistently cleanse so that we understand what's ours and what's not. And I think for a lot of years, I thought about my childhood and while I had parents who were amazing and loving and my mom was amazing and loving and she was incredibly problematic. And I had 
a lot of stuff growing up, whether it be like the only one with red hair being made fun of, mm. or like I was a little bit weird and, you know, like crystals and didn't want you to touch them and then had to like put them in the like sun to make sure they were cleansed. And like, I was a little weird. You were and you. You were like yeah, a little you. I was a little me. And <laughs> my mom wasn't like, this was like almost inspired by my aunt, this, little, this really weird part. And like, I'd get made fun of and all these things would happen. And I didn't have the tools and my mom didn't have the tools. And so for me forever, it was like, I just don't want a kid. Like it was so painful, even though it wasn't necessarily other people's pain. They'd be like, well, that wasn't that painful. For me, it was excruciating. To and not be was, able to be yourself. Yeah. And to, and when I was to sort of feel like I just didn't fit in and like there was something off about me and that mm. like I, I wasn't like the rest, right? Mm. Now I'm like, oh, great. I'm not like the rest. But mm -hmm. back then it felt horrible and I didn't have tools. And as I started to do more of this work and learn more about everything and I had my teachers, I had this moment and this epiphany that, oh my God, like what if I parented differently? What if these tools that I have were able to be given to a child and like how different would my life have been had I had these tools? And it started percolating. And then I was at my friend Gabby's event in Kapalu with Robin. I think that might even be, no, that maybe it was, Danielle might've even been there. I'm not sure. And <laughs> It's a really cool click <laughs> into and, it. And we were um, sitting there and we were in these like meditations. And I just was like, I've been percolating it before. It was coming up in meditations. And I remember saying to Robin and my friend Jenny, Sam Susie, I don't know if you know her. Mm -hmm. We're on the car. We left. Gabby wasn't with us. And I looked at them and I'm like, I think I, I think I think I want to have a baby. Mm. And they were like, Really? And at this point, I'm 43, I think, at that time, I'm 42. And they were like, and everyone was always like, you have to have a little redhead or a little will, which is my husband. And I'm like, oh God, we we're always like, no, no, no. And they're like, You really finally what? And they're like, what is Will going to say? Because he was a hard no. Like, he was a harder no than I was. And I was like, I don't know. I guess, like, they're like are you going to tell him? Like, I guess if it comes up, I'll tell him. Like, I'll figure out when, right? So I get home If it night. comes up. I'm meaning, cool. like, it will come up, right? <laughs> but, like, I'm not going home to, like, sit him down and be like, we're going to have a baby, right? And so I get home and we're randomly watching an episode of um, Jerry Seinfeld, Cars and Coffee, whatever that show mm -hmm. was. Yeah. And the guy on it says to Jerry, like, what's the greatest thing you can be called? And Jerry's like, I don't know. And the guy's like, father, daddy. Like, isn't that the greatest thing that you can be called? And without thinking, I just look at my husband and I'm like, do you want someone to call you daddy? <laughs> and he's like, only if you want someone to call you mommy. And I'm like, wow. I think I do. And he's like, let's do it. Wow. And I was like, what? what this is not a fight this is not like he's like let's do it jerry seinfeld yeah it was is, it was, is your godfather <laughs> he is so he, someone needs to get him oh the God, message <laughs> yeah so it was like it was it was shocking and then it was like fast and furious we tried for a few months and again i was older and we went right into fertility and we went through Tons of eggs, tons of eggs. I was getting all these eggs and like they what just- What does that mean if you can just break it down for us? So when you go through fertility, what happens is, is like the first part of the process is going to be that you retrieve eggs. Like, so this is where you hear a lot of women, like they freeze them, right? So that's just part of it. And then after you freeze them, I mean, you can freeze them and then later on you can make them into embryos. But the way we're doing it, because I had my partner at the time already, is that they freeze them and then they test them for genetics and to make sure that there isn't anything that would make the kid not survive or whatever that is. 
once they've already made an embryo. So an embryo is when it's mixed, obviously, with my husband's sperm, and it becomes an embryo, and then they would implant that. But before mm-hmm. they implant it, they're going to test it. So what's the process called? That's not that's, that's IUI. IVF. No, that's IVF. that's IVF. Oh. IUI is when you would just like put. This isn't the proper way, but it's like like a just a sperm. Baster, basically, and you just put the sperm and you just okay. insert it okay. in, and it helps it get closer to the um, the egg. Okay. So this with is like some you... assistance on on the inside because you have some medicines helping the egg get yes. fertilized. Okay. Yes, but it's a lot less assistance. It's a lot less assistance. Okay. Right, and then it's like not having the sperm swim as much because you're putting in it. Right. Okay, great. So then this is you're taking the egg out, you're taking the sperm, you're mix, mixing it in a petri dish, and oh, thank then you, science. you are testing it. To see, and then if it tests well, you would then transfer it in. Beautiful, right? So we did lots of rounds, and how did that um, feel? Beautiful and romantic and amazing. I think what? like a lot of my teaching is that anything can be beautiful, anything can be romantic, and anything can be sacred. Can you tell me more about that? Because that is the first time I have ever heard anyone call IVF beautiful, romantic, and sacred, and so, I'm here for it. Okay, so for example, so part of retrieval is like, and I'm telling this part because you'll appreciate it from what you just said, but with retrieval, usually they knock you out. Right, because they're retrieving, and I didn't want to. I'm like, I do breath work. I'm like, please let me stay up. I can breathe through it, and because they're like, it's very painful. I'm like, I can breathe through it. So, I and one place let me do that. Not all of them, but one place let me do. And as we're doing it, she's talking to me, right? And she's like, this must be really hard on you and your husband. And I'm like, it's been the most romantic, beautiful time in our lives. And I'm like, because it is intentional. And like, we are very aware of how much we want to create life together and like how we want to bring up this beautiful miracle that will come to us. And so he was there for every shot. We played mantra. We had intentions. We talked about like how beautiful it was going to be. And he went to every single appointment with me and we would make a coffee date of it. So we got stolen moments. Like when in this world you get to like have coffee with your like partner at seven in the morning. Like, How long had you been together at, at that time? Nine years. Wow. Yeah. So a while, you know, and we were in, so we were both in restaurant. He left restaurant. I left restaurant. So like all of a sudden now we're like spending more time together. Wow. You know? And that's when we both also decided there was room for kid because both of our restaurants were our children at the time. And right? also restaurants in general. I mean, as a person who spent a lot of time trying to be a waitress, I'm a really bad wait- waitress, but a great hostess, as we can see. <laughs> Um. Uh, yeah, you just have like you're on your feet for long hours. It's it's yeah. an, it's a and lot of also work. Not, and he was in. I I had like it was my place, but he was like a fine dining chef, like in like a, a big position in the back, and so it was super stressful. He was never home. Um, and so owning a restaurant, been, by the way, is like a, such a gamble. I mean, and and even and, and a thrill, a total. It's thrill. all of it. Everything is everything. Right? <laughs> like, everything is everything. And so everything it was both. Everything is every. <laughs> I don't know the rest of the notes, so I'm going to stop right oh, there. beautiful voice. Yeah, have. but at, at the end, I had to stop because I was like, I actually don't know how the song really goes. I just go on. Um, so so it was beautiful and it really was. And like you can make, I truly believe you can make anything into a beautiful ritual. And once you do that, it becomes beautiful, wow. right? Um, and so not that I loved like getting my blood drawn, right? Not that I loved having all that happen, but... I connected to like future self is what I talk about all the time. It's like every time they would do something that like didn't feel great at the time, I would just sit in, I'm going to be holding my babies. Wow. And this is like what gets me there. And so all I have to do is not think about the pain that's happening right now, but think about the love I'm going to have when my baby's hugging me. 
Mm. Right. And like, that's the feeling I can tap into any feeling I want at any moment. And so instead of this, because this doesn't really mean anything or matter. And like the pain of like blood isn't really that painful unless I decide that it means something and I go into it a ton. Mm. But if instead I'm just like, this leads to that, then let me just focus on how that's going to feel. And that will make the whole journey to get there. Beautiful. Right. I Even really want to underline that for the listener. Yeah. Even when things are so when like when you're committed to your outcome, you have to release the journey of what it looks like. Because as you continue to hear about my story is we had lots of beautiful retrievals where you thought like, ah, oh, this one, yes. And they weren't healthy. You know, at this time now I'm 43 at that point, right? And it's like, oh my God, it keeps going. So they talk about something called donor X, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I, I only, I, Usually people tell me that it's very hard on their bodies, but it doesn't sound like it's like your body to... is healthy and vibrant and and even bodies who are actually like so high functioning can experience a lot of distress in this experience, but it doesn't sound like that was the case for you. I I think that like people just don't really understand how much your mind can affect all of it. Right? And I'm not saying that there aren't physical things that happen because there are, but I think that a lot of it can be stress inducing. Society is telling us how hard it is. They're gonna tell us like, you go in there and they make it sound like it's gonna be the worst thing on you. And that creates that experience for you. The other thing is that what it sounds like is you were at choice in every moment. Uh, All the way through your 43rd year, you didn't want a child. It wasn't that you had regretted any moment of no. waiting or any any so you were still at will, which actually puts your nervous system at a lot more ease than this feeling of I mean, I I take issue with the idea of like calling things like a victim mentality, but for the Cliff Notes version, like yeah. when you when you feel like a victim of your circumstances, it's painful physically painful it can be for sure yeah and and it literally can like when you're in more of a fight or flight and again you have to remember like what i do for a living is teach right. people how to be yes in a regulated nervous system yes. right and so i don't live in fight or flight. i did for many years i lived in a lot of fight or flight and i know the difference right and so for me it's like life can be like i'm literally we've been living in a hotel for three weeks it's been like a nightmare our kid is like you know in you know crying about going to school like there's so so just so you guys know i get the kid yeah <laughs> but like all life of is it, still life um but it's still life but the whole thing is like life will always be life but if you know how to regulate your nervous system that all happens and i still stay calm I still stay like at a place. Doesn't mean I don't have moments of this, but I don't live up here. Like yeah. this is just like a small vacation. Yeah. Right. And I live here though. Yeah. Right. And I just yeah. have moments. I'm I'm reminded that our intention is to offer the listener like what's possible. Yeah. And and and, and compassion if if there is like discomfort in the body around this experience, like if they are going through IVF, if they are struggling because that's the story I hear all the time. I think it's amazing that you exist as but, an example but, of what yeah. could what what could be the case. And a lot of my clients weren't and now they and then they did. It changed the way they journey. And it's whatever you're going to. I say this all the time like my fertility story I think is really inspiring. But it it doesn't have to inspire you to have a baby. It's whatever your baby Mm. is. It's whatever you're trying to create. It's literally the same process. It doesn't matter. It's the same process. And it's understanding that like, if you're committed to the thing that you want, you release the journey of how it's going to look. Because when you I finish the story, you'll hear I had to release a lot of things, right? And 
but I was committed to what I wanted. And so I said, okay, the journey will be whatever the journey will be. And in the process of having ups and downs and being, you know, disappointed, I let the disappointment be for the moment, not that I don't have the outcome, right? And I think a lot of times the journey to things, whether it be career, relationship, motherhood, is because every time it doesn't work out, we sit in the moment of it will never work out. It never works out for me. And then it gets really sad and, mm. and really frustrating and you can go into that story. But if instead you're like, this is just a twist and turn. And eventually I make the right turn to the thing that I want. And so I can be sad for this moment, but I don't have to be sad for the outcome never happening because mm. that's not true. And it's also not what's happening. That's what I'm saying. It's not true. Yeah. My daughter, by the way, she's four. She always says, we're never going to get there. I'm never going to do that. You're never going to give me the lollipop. You know, like it really is a child consciousness. 100%. And it makes sense, but we have to grow up that part of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that also it's like we spit, we have this idea of control. And, and when you have control, you think that like that means that the outcome will be better. So it's almost like we decide the ending now oh. so that we don't have to be in the uncertainty. Because right. the uncertainty is... It's not painful. I think that... No, like, the uncertainty is uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable, but the this is a whole nother conversation, but uncertainty in general is uncomfortable, but not more uncomfortable than living in the what is if you're not going after the thing that you want. And mm. so I think that there's stigma. And I think that there is, again, why daily meditation is so important is, is that there's so much projection of what certain things mean and how we're supposed to react to certain things and how certain things feel. And so, for example, I once had a woman afterwards um, I had like picked up Porter like on an angle and I was like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> I was like, I can't stand up. And I went to this like pelvic floor woman who was lovely and helped me. And then she went into saying, you went through a lot of IVF. And so I think that this is more energetic and you have to release all the pain of how you brought your child into the world. And I was like, sweetheart, don't project that on me. I love my story. I have the most beautiful story in the world. I wouldn't change a thing. Every shot was so beautiful. Every morning wow. coffee was amazing. So. You might feel wow. that, but that's your idea of IVF. To me, it was fucking, can I curse? You curse! Okay, oh my, fucking beautiful. It was one of the most mm. beautiful times of my life. It was so embedded in such deep love for each other and mm. such like connection to like, the world is saying like, no, because it keeps on not happening. But we're like, our love will create because we're willing to do whatever it takes. And that was the wow. thing is like, we are so committed to being mama and dada together as a unit wow. that we were like, the answer is yes. We don't know how that yes happens, but wow. we know it's yes. And so every time we took a shot, it was a recommitment of our love for each other. <laughs> every time we got that disappointing news, it was holding space for each other in the idea that like, it's okay and like wow. you're safe with me and like your desires will always be met because we we're together and we're going to make wow. our things happen. Wow. And so it really it was one it was truly one of the most romantic points of our relationship and I think my husband who is like a Virgo so I call him a robot with like no emotions what? compared to compared to me who's a uh, Scorpio uh, who is like oh uh, you know has all the emotions. Full disclosure um, I'm a Virgo. But and again, as we know there's I have a lot of feelings. There's still, there's other things, there's rising, there's all different things. But like I joke around with my husband that he is like, like we couldn't be more opposite in like so many ways. And so I don't even know where I went with that. I don't even know why I was calling him a robot. 
<laughs> I usually try to get it into everything I talk about with him. But I Just don't that even, it was romantic. Uh, but I don't even, but I think that for him, oh, I was going to say that even if he was asked about that time, he would say it was beautiful. Oh my God. And that's not normally how he talks, but it was. So what happened after the IVF so we moment? Did, so we did a lot of, um, we did a lot of retrievals. And um, a lot of disappointments happen because, again, you'd get all these eggs. So sometimes the fear is, but to tell your listener, um, is that you don't get eggs, but we would get them. And at my age, it's shocking to get as many eggs as I had, but they just weren't good. And so the conversation of donor came up and my original thing was like, no, like I want to do this on my own. I'm healthy. There's no reason why I can't. And we were going through all of this. And then one, so I had three doctors. So my second doctor who I really didn't like, and I'm not going to say his name because it's not right, but like no one should go to him. But when the, love when him. the um, cameras are off, me yeah. and you will talk. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I always call him the devil man who actually gave me the beautiful gift, mm. right? And so he is, again, it goes back to like no regrets because people like you put, I had three rounds with him, it was so expensive, it was a waste of time, but it wasn't because I sat in his office one day and he said to me, Jamie, I think that donor story is like, we have to start talking about that. And I was like, you know, I just don't know. And he looked at me and he said, with everything that you believe, he's like, and everything you talk about with the subconscious mind, he's like, and with epigenetics, he's like, and all your beliefs, he's like, you carrying that child, mm. sharing a body with him for yes, that time. Yes. You know, do you care about DNA or do you care about raising your? a son mm. and creating a life with your partner. He's you like, knew you wanted a son? Oh, no, I sorry, son's not part of it, child. <laughs> child okay. um, but I, that's another story too, because I actually got confused because of social media. I thought I, whatever, I'm not going to that one. But so <laughs> yes, um, kid, baby, he said, right? And he was like, because all of the science says that like part of your process will be like, as important of an imprint as if you had the egg inside of you all the time. Yeah, I'm going to rewind because I, I, I know this part, which is that if you um, carry a, a donor egg and then, uh, right, it turns on certain genes. How do you know that if you don't know that much about IVF? I'll tell you why. Because we did have one other um, story on the podcast, um, Catherine Price, if you guys want to rewind back. Um, after this episode, um, she did, she had her baby through um, an egg donor and she was telling me um, about it. What's interesting is that the child looks just like her. And um, she was saying, you know, what happens in utero is that your gene expression actually affects their gene expression and also their lived experience inside of you is unique and imprinted and um yeah so that so and, and i thought this, i thought i'd just sort of yeah. weave that in and, and that's part of what he had said to me too right and so like, beautiful and again like the subconscious mind develops around the 120th day of um pregnancy right and so it's like with everything that i believe like my whole life is based on understanding the subconscious mind right and so like understanding that like i'm helping create my thoughts and then going into whatever you know i'm birthing is like such a beautiful part and yes they might look like me and does it matter no 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 right? it doesn't matter right? so but that was just that, one marker yeah. that uh, I thought that was her. Yeah, yeah. No, egg I'm saying baby. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and people will say, I mean, like my husband, like 
my child literally is like a squash down version of my husband with my Yay. attitude. So everyone is like, so there's our, that. Our close friends will be like, it's just so wild because Will and I are so different. And they're like, so it's like a little Will, but with like the fire of you. Yay. And it's just like wild. But like a lot of people will be like, he looks like my twin. Right. And part of it is, is that they learn our expressions. Right. They learn like like they they see us and they mimic us. Right. And I think that what I also understand is, is that what I think is so beautiful is it took three of us to make him. Mm. Right. And so what happened was I left that doctor, but I really heard what he said to me. And I'd been on a wait list for can I give a shout out to the greatest fertility doctor in the world? I want that. Dr. Foreman, Eric Foreman at Columbia. He has a very long wait list and he is worth every second of it because that is a man who is here to make sure and to do everything he can to support a woman's journey on fertility. Like, like took my calls at all times, emailed me back immediately. I still email him like random questions and he'll email me back right away. Like that is a man who cares so deeply about the woman's experience and wow. sees you as a human and understands what you're going through mm. and wants so much for your greatest outcome. And you know, he he's an incredible man. But I but I'm even the devil man who I hated, I recognize that like the timing of when I got to Dr. Foreman, I was already ready to to do the donor because he prepped me for it. He he said the right things that made me understand that like I don't care about the DNA. So why does that matter? Right? I want to have the baby and if I'm willing to do whatever, then why is the donor even a conversation? Of course I can do this. And you know, the funny thing is, as being a redhead, mm -hmm. it was like the way Columbia does it is that you don't get to see the person, which I kind of liked. But they write up a description and they kind of write up and you go through and like they don't they're like, you're not like going through and like picking pictures of people like that's not what this is. Like, it's just not that process. It's like, yes, you might want them to have red hair. You might want them to be of your faith. Maybe you might want all of that. Maybe not. Um, but like, those are things that matter. But like going through a picture album and picking out your donor is like not the energy. Well, we were just talking about what we looked like on camera and reaffirming that like, actually, that's doesn't really matter. And I, I just can't get that out of my head that like, you know, looks are one part of a person and I think beauty is Im as important as anything else. Oh, it all is. Yeah. Um but the way someone looks like gosh, what about their intelligence? What about their empathy, which by the way is genetic? What about I, it's not as that genetic. I think it also is how you raise them. So like we're getting in the conversation of schooling right now, right? With Porter Porter's in school already and we're talking about like some of the older years and some of the conversations like, well, I don't know if they teach that part at, at school. And I'm like, but you know what? Like at the end of the day, he's going to learn that at home because yeah. like he now walks around and like I will meditate with like my headphones in. And so like when he's like being all pissy, he'll grab my headphones and going, I'm going to meditate. Yeah. <laughs> I have a video of my son at um, he's three years. He had just turned three and the pandemic just started. And I have a video of him saying, What's the coronavirus? What's the corona? Go meditate, mommy. It's, I mean. I mean, it's really cool what they absorb at such a young age. And so it's like, like, he will learn empathy from us, right? Like, he will learn, although, like, 
he's getting a little snotty. So I'm like, all right, Daniel Tiger's back on that TV because he's going to teach you how to be a nice person. Oh my God, I love <laughs> Daniel Tiger. He, we were, so we didn't let him watch TV until like two or at all. He never saw a screen at all. And like, it used to drive my parents crazy because they're such TV people. Yeah. And then at two, we decided, okay. And like, he was on a Daniel Tiger thing. And then all of a sudden he decided he doesn't like Daniel Tiger. And so we let him watch like, I don't know, this truck thing. He wants Dinosaur to train is great. Dinosaur train on PBS. Yeah, he's PBS is his channel. That's Big, the channel he's very good. And he used to literally go, I watch PBS. <laughs> but he um but he's like being a little bit obnoxious. And I literally was like, we gotta get Daniel Tiger back in the story because Daniel Tiger teaches you how to be a nice person. True. And it's their right to be obnoxious. They're they're yeah. kids. But you were telling me about how you you But he's wiping your, my kisses off of him now. Oh, he's not even three and he's like I know. And I'm like, I know. but you just asked for the kiss. I you know. literally said, Mommy, give you a kiss. I know. This is individuation and it's rough. It's rough. You lived inside my body. I last put night, you I literally here said on to earth, him, Last night, he was on my lap being so mean to me. I go, I just want to be clear, Porter. Hear me. This is where you grew. I know. I grew you. He and doesn't then give they a shit. Cut me open and <laughs> took you out. <laughs> like, and now you're here. I be know. nice to me. I know. It, it, what's interesting is like, they really owe us nothing and they know it. They fucking know it. They're like, you yeah. brought, you went through all that. Yeah. He's like, you're yeah. sitting on the podcast yeah. talking about how I got here. That was for you. That yeah. wasn't for me. I'd I like to say it was for us. I like to say that we had like a contract up in the, up in, up up in, in the, the skies. Yeah. And like, I think that he's been traveling around me for a really long time. Wow. Um, and Waiting I had, for the right time. They say in Hebrew, Bisha'atova, when a woman is pregnant, instead of saying congratulations, they say Bisha'atova, which means in the right time. Mm. And in that. Yiddish, it's in a gitirsha, in the good time, because that's really what we what we are yeah. looking for. We're not just looking to put people on this earth. We're looking yeah. to put them, uh, the people who want to be here right now, right here, right now through us. A lot of what I say to my clients who are working through fertility stuff is that um, you have to remember it's their time. It's not yours. It's their journey, not yours. And I so mean, you're a vehicle that gets to pull them through but release the control of thinking that the timeline is yours because it's theirs and when you can surrender into that you no longer think there's something wrong with you as to mm. why this baby is not coming and you recognize that they're just not ready yet and that if you give them space and time and take care of yourself and do the things you need to do and take those earthly steps in order to whether it be the shots whether it be the acupuncture whatever it is that you the need c-section yeah whatever you need to do but just allow them space to, to decide their journey time this is the greatest parenting uh advice ever because even before they get here mm -hmm. these people these human beings no matter their age before they're even zero one day one minute old they have their own path i'm not i'm not really there yeah. i'm not my children's maker you right. know you're just a vehicle that they came through I, and so if i can parent from that place right like if i can take their ob obnoxiousness with a grain of salt because that's their that's that's their yeah. right i mean i have to teach him <laughs> right to pick up the toys mm -hmm. that's my job right but but similar to what you were saying about meditation what's mine yep What's theirs? Yep. It's their time. It's and, their life. And really, I think a lot of the teaching right now, it's a big conversation out there, is like part of why so many of us are uneasy in our skin is because we are contained to be something 
from a very young age and put into a box. Mm -hmm. And if we weren't and we and then us as like more knowledgeable, like our parents didn't have the same information that we have now and to understand that like the best thing that we can do is allow our children to be them without telling them, no, society says be this, mm. right? And it's like giving them the freedom to explore. And like, yes, of course, I think that like that line becomes like, unless you're hurting others, right? Sure, yeah. So it's like, okay, you can be mean to me. You don't want to give me a hug. You're allowed to not give me a hug, but you cannot hit me. That's right. Right? That That's where we draw the line. And so that's like, sometimes yours. That's Will, your job. To, right. And you, sometimes Will will be like, Go give mommy a hug. I'm like, if he doesn't want to give me a hug, he doesn't have to give me a hug. Yeah. But I'm like, but he just hit me. And like that he's not allowed to do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so it's like, you, you know, allowing them to have their autonomy as long as it's not affecting someone else's. And yeah. like that's when my job comes in. And so the toys have to be cleaned up because I don't want to trip. Yeah. Right? And it's like there's And because like, we, this is we our We share home. a world and we keep it clean. Right? Yeah. We have to keep our... We 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 have to clean up after ourselves. Can you, you know? tell my husband that too? Yeah, he's I, only Virgo who doesn't understand putting stuff. Away. By the way, I I don't clean up after myself because I am a Virgo and I'm also like just like such a queen bee. I'm like you do it. Guess what? It does not serve me. So I have to teach my children. Like mm-hmm. you know what? Like if I don't clean up the dishes, like I suffer. You yeah. suffer. Like it's gross. Yeah. Don't I don't want that for them. Yeah. Um, can we rewind back? How did you choose your egg donor? So, um, so one of the conversations that came around there was, um, oh wait, and this actually is when I met Danielle, actually at Capella, Capella, I believe this part of the story. So we wound up, um, going to Columbia, right? And so like, you get to just kind of read about them. They're like, oh, this is going to be hard. They're like, you know, if you want any of like the red hair or any of that stuff, like, I don't know that we can necessarily find that. The first person they give me, five eight, I'm five seven and a half, long red hair, mm. green eyes, mm. freckles, loves yoga, oh. work, worked in fashion, oh. right? This is like all things I did. Like I used to work in fashion. Like wow. it was literally like, wait, that's like the 26 year old version of me, wow. right? And we just, I was like, and they were like, I can't believe this is the first person that we're giving you. And like the way Columbia works is again, like, and I think it's very beautiful. Like you don't get to look and then go to the next and say, maybe I'll come back. They're like, it doesn't, that's not, we're not picking. We're not like, they're not playing with it as much where you get to do a designer baby. And so it's like, does this person feel right? If not, then you pass. Wow. Right. And so I was like, this feels right. Wow. <laughs> I was like, this is, this is me, wow. you know, except for she's from like Idaho, but she was like living in New York or something. And then. Um, so we, we chose her right away. We're like, this literally like is like, she wasn't Jewish. So then I just called up my rabbi and I was like, I just want to know this is what we're doing. Yeah. What is that? Um, and he said that if you're carrying it, then that's your baby. Also, because that's your baby. Listen, my husband's not Jewish. So he's like, I don't know if the baby's Jewish. I'm like, it's Jewish. I'm carrying it. And and you're married to a Jewish woman. The Jewish woman said baby's Jewish. I love it. I love it. I love it. Like, Will is like. I love how we like just weave halacha right into this. I'm like conversation. I will tell you this. I didn't see it coming, but I like it. I will tell you. I'm here I have for it. never I've almost never dated anyone Jewish. And there has not been one person I've dated who hasn't fasted for Yom Kippur. Wow. Because I insist on it. I have the chills. Like, this is very I am deep. like, I'm like, listen, there's something called the book of life. <laughs> and if we're together, I want you in it. Oh my god. I'm like, and so even though, even though you don't believe, don't even take a drink of water. Wow. <laughs> like, I'm in the book, you're in the book. <laughs> We're in the book together. And my dad will literally be like, Will, you don't have to fast. And Will will be like, 
she says I got it. Wow. <laughs> I was like, I'm not fighting with that one. Wow. <laughs> and so yeah, he fasts every year and and every boyfriend prior. Like it's wow. just it's it's a not that if talking about non-negotiable, that's non-negotiable. This for me. is hilarious. Like, I want you in the book. Um because I'm not I'm not a um like conservative. I'm super reformed. Like my rabbi, like I show my tattoos, he's like great. I'm like, my husband's a chef, and like he won pork at the wedding. My rabbi's like, I love pork, have oh, it at the wedding. Great. Um, and that's who the rabbi I grew up with. And so it's super reform. But there are certain things that are like, I take like so, like I have the mezuzah on the door. Like, you know, there's all of those things that happen. Well, it's like, it, it, it's it's the mysticism. Yes. And and shocking that and, that's the part I love. And you're a mystic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and like quarter will be bar mitzvah. And like Will's like, will he? I'm like, yes. Well, you're a mystic, <laughs> but you're a mystic and a business coach. So like we, we, are, we are weaving the spiritual and the practical. And right I'm here, like, right now. I'm like, and if it means that we just go to Israel for it, because that's how you can mm. get on board, that's what we'll do. So good. And my husband's like, oh, I'll go to Israel. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, really that good food great. there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They have really good pork there, yeah. actually. I'm sh- oh, interesting. Well, it just they cook everything really well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's like, Tel Aviv. that's literally where he's like, oh, <laughs> he's like, okay, that I'm down for. I right. Love it. And then, mm. so then basically we, um, we picked her and then something happened where she decided not to do the cycle and I was like Apollo and that's where I met Danielle. Wow. And I remember getting that crushing phone call and he's like, she just wants to wait one cycle. She has a lot of, she's at work and there's a big project and she just doesn't think she'd be able to do the, she wants to do the retrieval well and she doesn't want to be stressed when she's doing it. And so she just wants to wait one month. And I was devastated. I was crying to them. I'm like, how could she play this with me is like this? This is your girl, though. This is like heartbreaking. And they're like, listen, we never do this. But if you want, we'll have her for that. We can still have her. Let's look at other people, but you don't lose her. Right? And I went to go look at other people. And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, my God. Like, she's not desperate. Like, she's not like, oh, no, I'll lose this, like, job, job if I don't do it this cycle. I want the best cycle for this person and this will be a stressful cycle and next month I could devote to the retrieval and that's would be better for everyone. I was like for this, this life. This is my girl. I mean, this is she she knew that she was bringing life into the world. Yeah, and she, she didn't and take she it really lightly. yeah, she took it seriously. And like they and then when covid happened, we were really so I got pregnant. We found out we were pregnant the week before covid before oh, it shut down. Wow. And I remember calling them and being like, "Can I please send her money? Like what can I do? Like I'm really nervous." And they're like, "She's fine." Like you a you can't they're like you're not allowed <laughs> they're like and that's so sweet a number one no <laughs> they're like but don't worry like we take we reach out to all of them and like she doesn't do this for money so she's good wow. and that's so sweet of you but no <laughs> and wow. she's good um and so that was kind of um my God, yeah. idaho girl we love you so much yeah i don't even know if it was idaho but something like that you know wow. <laughs> but like a non-city version of me so you what happens after you get the egg so then you get the egg and then it becomes an embryo and we had them and i miscarried i so they transfer and the transfer is really beautiful will's allowed to be in the room you watch it on the screen and we didn't ask what sex because again you know we don't want to be controlling right and like we already played with played god a little bit in this whole thing that we're like you know what we want to let um god take the wheel for this part 
And I had been like really thinking about, and this is where manifestations interesting. It's like, I've been watching a bunch of women on, on um, Instagram and stuff who had girls. And I'm like, oh my God, I want a little girl. My husband's like, you've always talked about a boy. You've never talked about that. You say there are little boys in your dreams. Yeah. Stop saying you want a little girl. He's like, I want a little boy. I'm like, I think it's supposed to be a girl. And never had I wanted a girl ever. Like I'm not a girl mom at all. And we got pregnant the first time and I miscarried like eight weeks in. Wow. And I said to Will, as soon as it happened, oh my God, I'm like, it was a girl. We didn't know the sex still. I'm like, it was a girl and we're supposed to have a boy. Mm. And he's like, we didn't ask. That was just, my, I'm like, and it's okay. We got to transfer right again, like right after that. And as soon as they transferred in, and it was a Jewish guy with a yarmulke who did it. Hey! And um, and he was so, Dr. Williams, also at Columbia, another amazing, amazing soul. Thank you, Dr. Um, Williams. And like, he was so cute. Like they do this blast thing that happens and they, they take a picture of it when they're doing a transfer. And he comes in, he goes, oh my God, this is like the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. He shows us, it's this like beautiful light. And so he leaves, we do the transfer, then he comes back in. I'm like, Will, should we ask? And I'm like, what is it? And he's like, it says on your file, you guys don't want to know. And I'm like, well, we don't, we want to know though. I'm like, no, we want to know. And he's like, it's a boy. And I go, thank God. And I'm like, oh my God, I really wanted a boy. Wow. I had no idea. And then after Porter came, I emailed my doctor and I'm like, I just, just for shits and giggles. I'm like, what was the first one? And he said it was a little girl. Wow. And so wow. Porter knew he was supposed to, it was, Porter was the first time too. I'm clear of it, but he wanted to be a boy. Wow. And I'm like pretty clear that like that, like in my thoughts is like he was there and like I was like so caught up on this girl thing because like I wasn't clean and clear and I had other people's stories as if they were supposed to be mine and I messed up his journey for a second and he switched it. And also I, we have miscarriages like this happens. This is totally this is normal. Totally. That, totally. Yeah, totally. And but and again, in my story. Right. Which is my lived experience. Yes, yes, yes. Like that's all part of it. And I think that it gives room for people to understand that like would I have chosen such a long journey to pregnancy? Mm. Would I have chosen all these ins and outs? Would I have chosen to miscarry? No, of course that's not how you would have chosen it. But because I have my outcome, I would choose it all over again. Wow. Right? And so I think like that's the whole thing is like that's when you release control and you surrender to what the journey will look like because ultimately it's perfect. Mm. This was perfect. Yeah. Not at all what I realized we were going to be talking about. <laughs> really? Yeah, not at all. I thought we were going to talk about the apartment, but beautiful. The I, apartment. Is... Well, if you guys Only want to follow that. the apartment saga journey, <laughs> manifestation, where can we follow you? You go follow me at Organically Jamie. <laughs> and my website's organicallyjamie.com. What do you have coming up? We have, um, it's, I don't know when this is going to air, but October 10th, we're starting our future self, which is a big part of how... I got the dream apartment, how I got the baby, how I did all that. And it's kind of all the work to do that. And then um, in the new year, we'll be doing Shift, which is my group thing. Amazing. Yeah. Did we miss anything that's important for our audience to know? Is there something you want to tell a person who's considering this journey or on sort of um, on the path? I think that the biggest thing is to, again, reiterate what I said before, is that this story is not about fertility. This story is about anything that you're going after, any dream that you have. I, I believe with every fiber of my being that the dreams that we have and the deep desires that we have that stay with us, we are meant to have. And that when we release and we get into faith and we get into spirituality, whatever that looks like for you, and you use the earthly stuff and the mystical stuff and you use those things together, you can create anything that you want. And the journey can feel 
fucking terrible mm. or fucking beautiful. And you get to decide. And part of what's helpful for that is like recognizing that in the whole birth stories, we realize like it's a miracle that any of us are here. It is a miracle. The amount of things that have to go right, it's a miracle. And when we consistently remember that it that we are miracles and we are living proof of a miracle, then any of our deepest desires can happen because they're miracles and mm -hmm. we can continuously create them all the time as long as we believe that we can. Amen, amen, amen. Is that is it that Yiddish what you're saying? That was that was Hebrew. Oh, it just oh Hebrew. Amen and amen and amen. <laughs> and Satnam. <laughs> all right, guys. See you next week. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Mom Curious Podcast. My name is Daniela Ravani. I am your host. And I would love to continue this conversation at Daniela Rabani on Instagram. And if you'd be so kind to rate and review, share this podcast, I would be just really grateful. Catch you next time every Tuesday on the Mom Curious Podcast, produced by Hoff Studios. You can find them at Hoff Studios on Instagram as well. All right, have a great day.